Back in the back of a Cadillac, number one with a bullet, I'm a power pack. Yes, I'm in a bang with the gang. They've got to catch me if they want me to hang it. Oh, hello. What are we doing? We're, we're podcasting. All right. It's been too long. I'm glad to be back. So I'm Sebastian Marshall. I'm the CEO of Ultra Working. This is apparently the Ultra Working podcast. And, you know, as tricky as things can be to get started, they're even trickier to get restarted once that momentum stops. And there's always that tension between the celerity mindset, move fast and break things go fast, and the craftsmanship mindset, where you aspire to perfection. They fight each other a little. But we're back in black. Call it season two, if you want. Production will be down during season two, the production quality. We hope to make up for it with utility and useful things for you, and then we'll ramp the production quality back up again later. We know how to do this. So uh, we're back at it. Let's roll. So I've been training recently, mountaineering, which was uh, very difficult, uh, but good for me. And both in preparation for my first time mountaineering, and especially in doubly so afterwards to prep for the next trip, I've been doing some stuff. I've been doing weighted rucking. That's where you uh, get a backpack and you put some metal in it. So you uh, walk around with weight. Simulates having like a backpack in the mountains. It's heavy. And I've been doing some other types of endurance training. You know, it kind of beats your feet up a little bit. So I'll switch to a bike and I kind of bust it on a bike a little bit, getting some strength training in and yoga. Yoga is no joke, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to talk about yoga. This is a yoga story, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. The mountains, mountaineering, my first time out. I think I had a bit of a bad time. To be frank, I'm not even entirely sure. Hmm, you know, it's uh, you know, kind of one of those experiences where you don't even know what to make of it afterwards. It was Alpine territory, and uh, I didn't understand what Alpine was before I went up there. I thought, I don't know exactly. I think I mistook Alpine for High Alpine, right? High Alpine, not that much stuff. But no, Alpine, there's a lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff in an alpine mountainous forest, forestist mountain, whatever. And the forest and mountains are crowded. You're always going up, over, around, sometimes below a fallen tree or whatever. And I don't know, I wasn't particularly ready for it when I went, physically or mentally. On balance, the trip, it was very, very good for me, and I got a lot out of it. And then uh, I got out of there without too much damage taken. Um, I wouldn't call it a particularly glorious or heroic performance on my part at all. Um, I did take some damage, but nothing too bad. Looks like three of the cuts I took on a really rough off-trail section are going to be permanent, permanent scars, but nothing too major. Uh, and I had a lot of epiphanies right after the whole thing. Not, not so much during, but a lot after. The biggest epiphany I had by far was this. You can't endure action. You need to embrace it. You can't endure action. You need to embrace it. You cannot endure action. You need to embrace it. You cannot endure action. You need to embrace it. What do I mean? Well, yeah, there's a lot of things in life that you can grit your teeth and just kind of get through by gritting your teeth. You know, you just wait for them to end. But for really exceptional performance, and I think this is true in athletic training, but also like learning difficult mathematics or other highly complex skill learning that really taxes your brain or doing really difficult creative output or doing whatever part of business you don't particularly like, if you're in business or whatever, just empirically speaking, or anecdotally empirically, this is just my observation, seems like really embracing whatever is going on leads to doing more and doing better. It's not surprising, but weirdly, 
also means having much less of a difficult time. So as an example, let's say you're in the mountains and it's raining and it's muddy and you're crossing a wet stream and it kind of sucks. Well, you know, mentally saying, this is so cool. This is really cool. We're in the mountains. And we're right? That probably outperforms uh, just get through this, right? Human mind's weird, by the way. It's, we, you already know that. And I don't think this is that controversial. Uh, I, I don't think anybody really disagrees with this. I just think it's, I think the difficulty of getting your mind around this is not that it's controversial or you could you disagree with it. I think it's freaking subtle. It's subtle. When you're like gritting your teeth to get through something, at least when I am, I usually don't realize that's what I'm doing. So I don't think it's very controversial or disputable. I don't think anyone's going to be like, actually, you know, like having a bad time and thrashing is going to lead to better training or better business results or whatever. Like, nobody's going to say that. Uh, I just don't think most people have thought about this enough and, and learn to recognize this, you know, when it's happening. Subtle. So, like, if you want to do whatever, 100 push-ups a day or something, right? Not, not in a row, whatever, 10 here, 10 there. You know, anybody could, almost anybody could do 100 push-ups a day if you just did a little here and there, right? So, but, you know, it could be a little hard. So, if you start out doing those push-ups with, gosh darn it, I got to do these push-ups because I said I would, or, you know, I don't think you're going to do as well as, like, yes, push-ups, here we go. And, like, that just makes a lot of sense. Right? And ideally, that includes all the yucky parts of it. Like, okay, your arms might hurt, your chest might hurt, your shoulders might hurt, whatever. Ideally, you're like, cool, like, that's my, that's my, my chest muscles getting bigger. You embrace it, right? And make it a benefit instead of a downside mentally, right? But it's subtle. It's so difficult to realize when you're just trying to suffer through things. So, yoga. Yoga is no joke. I'd like to be really crystal clear on this. Yoga is no joke. Yoga is really quite difficult and challenging. It, like, really kicks your butt. Uh, if you've got any little tiny muscle stabilizers that are weak, you'll find them real fast doing yoga. You got any impaired flexibility or poor range of motion, yoga will point that out to you really, really, really fast. And it's it's challenging physically, even if you don't have any of those issues. You're like, whoa, you know, like it's it's like it's it's tough. And if you do those issues, it's like, whoa, my body is not as functional as I thought it was, which kind of can mess with your head a little bit when you're doing it. It's like, whoa, I can't I can't bend like that. I, isn't the human body supposed to be able to do that? What's wrong with my, my, my hip or whatever? Like, wow. So yoga will teach you where your body is at in a hurry. It's pretty intense. And like, I know a lot of guys, right? Yoga, yoga, I, I went to a yoga festival last year. It was great. Um, I volunteered at it. I helped out. And it was like, I don't know, 90% women, right? And I think a lot of guys that don't do yoga don't do it because they have some kind of impression. Maybe I had this in the past. I don't know. Where it's like not hardcore enough or quote unquote manly enough or whatever. And you know, like, oh, yoga, that's not as manly hardcore as deadlifting a bunch of iron off the floor or doing some mixed martial arts or whatever. And eh, I've deadlifted a bunch of iron and I've done some martial arts a little bit. And uh, yoga's harder than both of those. It really is. It's hardcore. And uh, yeah, it is. So here I was doing some yoga. Lately, I've been doing a lot of endurance training, some strength training. And uh, then I was like, okay, I got to get my flexibility, mobility, coordination to be better. Um, going to be back up in the mountains. I can't be slipping around and, and falling over trees and hitting my head and whatever. Uh, let me add some yoga. It'll be fun. I kind of forgot how hardcore yoga was. But, you know, yoga is no joke. But I'm like, oh, it'll be fun, whatever. I'll just add some yoga. And uh, I forgot. I forgot how challenging yoga was. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm like 40 minutes into a one-on-one -on -one yoga session, something like that. My instructor is very talented and thoughtful. And a little more on the, like, kick your butt side of the spectrum. There's, like, the, let's all just have a nice time and do what we can. And there's, like, the, come on, right? A little, little more on the kick your butt side of the spectrum. So I'm probably around 40 minutes in and not having a good time, to be frank. 
So it was like, physically difficult, painful even. I was like drenched in sweat, much more so than, than even when I busted out on a, on a, on a bike ride um, and, and really go as fast as I can. I'm quite sweaty my whatever 40-ish minutes in. So I'm doing this one-on-one yoga and I had this thought. It wasn't this coherent. It wasn't really verbal. It was kind of like a, a, an impulse. And this is what I thought. I should check what time it is. Something like that. The thought wasn't so coherent. It wasn't totally verbalized. But it's like, I, I, I should check what time it is. Occurred to me. So the session was virtual because of the pandemic. And all I would have needed to do was drag my hand across the trackpad on my laptop, which is, you know, quite close to me. So my instructor can see my form. Hey, drop your foot a little bit, whatever, you know, feedback and adjustments. One-on-one yoga is great, by the way, when you're learning. So then I know what time it was. My laptop's full screen, so I can't see what the time it is. So, you know, she would demonstrate something, and then I would do it or, you know, instruct or whatever. And I, I can't see what time it is, but if I just touch the trackpad just for a second, it'll, like, you know, it'll flash the bar at the top of the computer, and it'll tell me what time it is. So I was about to do just that. I was like, you know, just going to do that the next convenient moment, see how much time is left, when something curious struck me. Why do I care how much time is left? Why do I care how much time is left? And if you're following along with this episode thus far, of course, you'll see that I was more enduring than embracing this particular workout at this moment in time, right? That's, that's not as good as it could be. I could embrace it instead of endure it, instead of like, oh, how long until this is over? But it's subtle. I didn't realize I was doing that, right? It's subtle. I didn't, didn't occur to me that I was gritting my teeth through it, but I was. But let's even go a step further than that. Let's set aside the embrace versus endure thing. Like, what's the value of this information? Let's say my instructor, for the heck of it, decided we'd go over time. 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever. Would I ask to stop? Well, no. Would actually be quite cool of her if she did that. Furthermore, had she said at the start of the session, hey, Sebastian, my class later got canceled. Do you want to do two hours? You up for it? Well, I would have said yes. I'd have done it. Further, furthermore, why do I want to know how much time is left? If it's only been 15 minutes... And my mind was messing with me as to how much time has passed. Would that help knowing that? What if I was at the 55-minute mark and it was about to end? Would that help? In, in, in all of these cases, the answer is no, it wouldn't help. And I don't know if the profoundness of this is going to come across, but it was a really profound moment for me. I realized something. And it, like in the moment, not theoretically, in the moment, there, you know, there I am. I'm drenched in sweat. Some muscles hurt. I'd done a little over two hours on a bike earlier in the day. My body hurts, stabilizer muscles hurt, I'm feeling all the tension in my joints. Seeing the low range of motion in a couple of places where it's hard to do certain things, drenched in sweat. I said that already, but it's true, I was like quite sweaty. It's like it's like uncomfortable. And I wanna know how much time is left because I want this to be over. And then this was profound. I, I realized something. It doesn't matter how much time is left. All I need to do is the next pose. That's it, downward dog, okay, plank, okay. Put your left hand on your knee and flatten your right hand on the ground and raise your knee to your chest and keep your other hand on the ground and then bend your knee across your body. Okay. Other side. Okay. Stand. Okay. Downward dog. Okay. Upward dog. Okay. Crazy stand on one foot thing and reach both arms forward and one leg back. Okay. That's it. That's all I need to do. The next thing. She'll tell me when we're done. And what if she decided to either be kind and cool or prank me or whatever? What if she decided we'll go four hours? Well, she's a talented, terrific instructor. She's not going to leave me injured. I didn't have any other appointments coming up. And I always had alarms before my appointments anyways. If, if, if we went four hours and then like, hey, Sebastian, well, I lost track of time. It's been four hours. Like, that would be cool afterwards if I got through it. And would I have given up if I knew we were over time? No. 
So why do I need to know how much time is left to get through? Right? I was going to finish this yoga session either way. I was going to do my next one in two days either way. But in that moment, I just had this realization that I was thinking counterproductively. Or, or rather, I don't even know thinking might be too strong of a word. Like my instincts or my habits, my, my instinctual processing or habitual mental processing, it wasn't reasoned. But whatever I was doing, it was counterproductive. I wanted on some level the whole thing to be over. I didn't say I wish this was over, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't complaining in my head, right? But I was like, let me see how much time is left. Subtle, because it was uncomfortable, right? I wanted the whole thing to be over because it was uncomfortable. But that's wrong, at least for me. For me, that would have been wrong. In the moment, I want to be over, but like now, sometime later, I'm thinking about it. It's like, I signed up for this. I spec'd it out. I paid for it. Ostensibly, I'm doing this because I want to be doing this. So why am I indulging in whatever weak part of me doesn't want to do this? It just clicked. Like, it doesn't matter how much time there is. Just do the next thing. It'll end when it ends. And then I was very calm. Oh, it still hurt. But my mind wasn't spinning. And I thought, oh, hell. I could even smile instead of grimacing. And I did. And my instructor noticed, by the way. Are you okay, Sebastian? <laughs> no joke. She's perceptive. She saw it. She got worried even. I'm great. Irony of all ironies. The rest of the session was a breeze. It was a joy. It was just as hard, maybe harder. She ramped up towards the end before cooling down. It probably was about 40 minutes because it was whatever, a little, you know, whatever. Probably another 15 minutes pretty hard and a little cool down. And I was just smiling the whole time. Can't endure action. Have to embrace it. Something like that. It's not a perfect phrasing, but something like that. Anyway, it's good to be back in black, huh? And uh, maybe give this some thought this week. It's subtle. The difficulty here is not that this is a complex argument. It's that it's subtle. Like checking what time it is as a proxy for not wanting to do this. That's subtle. And I, I, just, I just made the connection in real time. Not intellectually, not theoretically. I noticed myself doing it. And I'm like, it doesn't matter how much time is left. I just need to do the next thing. And the next thing, and the next thing. And then this will end at the appropriate time. And then I smile. It's great. So for yourself, eh, maybe catch yourself notice, noticing suffering through something. Could be intellectual, could be uh, something that's emotionally challenging, could be something you got to learn, could be some work you got to do and get through. Try to notice it. And maybe try the opposite way out. Maybe try to do it the opposite way of the endure through it. Give it a try. It's been interesting for me. Are you okay, Sebastian? I'm great.